Welcome to Land Parties, episode 97 from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my co-host, Lucas Egan. How are you, my friend? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I had a couple of announcements, so uh, I'm headed to the Game Awards to attend, so that's exciting. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, huge. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been pretty fun. Other than that, it was gearing up for Thanksgiving. I am ready to spend my Thanksgiving weekend playing some Pokemon. I cannot wait. Uh, that will probably be all four uh, days of my long weekend. So uh, if I'm missing, <laughs> you guys know what's up. I'm okay, I promise. <laughs> Ryan, how was your weekend? <laughs> It was good. It was good. Uh, I, this weekend, uh, I had opportunity with uh, Vegas Inferno. We were down at the Razor store here in Las Vegas over on the Link Promenade. So we hung out there all day. I got the stream uh, from up there, met a lot of people. We had a great turnout. Um, Ghost Pepper, he's, he's a UFC, uh, UFC fighter. He's part of the team as well. He was there s- signing autographs, kissing babies. Uh, we gave away these bundles as well, these peripheral bundles worth up to like $500 like it, overall it was a fantastic time I got I didn't get as much gaming as I would have liked but uh, I, I I've got to say I am enjoying Halo Infinite uh, the multiplayer I am having a blast I dove in like I said after uh, during last week's episode I was like it's gonna be hard for me not to just do that uh, I'm going to be very unproductive that day. And I was, but uh, we were very productive in Halo. So uh, it, it was pretty solid. Uh, enough about us. About us. So uh, please, uh, our guest, Kevin Forstrom, the esports manager over at HyperX Arena in Las Vegas here. How are you? Welcome back to the show. How have you been, my friend? Oh, I've been great. Uh, and it's actually funny you uh, mentioned my favorite meme about the arena is that it's the everybody says either the hyper e- arena, the hyper X EA arena. Uh, it's actually my favorite ongoing joke internally that uh, most people like just miss it barely. It's just right there on the tip of their tongue. Can't quite get it. But that's OK. It's, it's a good time. Uh, yeah, no, everything's been great. It's been over a year since I last talked to you guys on this podcast. So it's been great. Things are so different. Uh, the room I'm in is still the same one I talked to in last time, but <laughs> I'm not operating out of my house anymore. So that's a big change. Nice. <laughs> well, we are we are excited to have you back on. And uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to getting into it. Before we do, we just want to touch on a couple of topics real quick. <clears throat> and the first one being the Game Awards nominations were released last week. And obviously there's, there's too many categories to really take a dive into them all. But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on uh, Game of the Year, which uh, the nominees were Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and & Clank, and Resident Evil Village. First of all, uh, I almost forgot that Resident Evil Village was this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed like so long yeah. ago. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people that Forza didn't make the list. Um, which, which maybe I guess it just happened to do with its release date and timing, but, uh, that was a surprise to me because everybody seems to love, 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 love Forza. But did you guys have some thoughts on that batch of nominees? I was a little surprised not to see Returnal on there either. 
And by surprise, he means disappointed because <laughs> there's no way that Returnal should not have been in that game of the year category. I think that was my big, big I felt like that was a snub. Not only was that the first genuine next generation game that we got from one of the two companies, but they did a fantastic job with that game with the looping mechanics, the graphics, the sound design, the story. I still need to beat it. Don't judge me. Um, every. every <laughs> Everything about it was good. There's no reason that it should not have been on that list. That list that I feel um, it takes two. I've heard nothing but good things about that. That makes sense. Deathloop. I'm I'm currently working through that. I'm close to beating that. I am absolutely loving it. I love that game. I love the aesthetics. Uh, uh, everything about it is is fun. I don't know enough about Metroid Dread, and and I haven't had a chance to play it so maybe psychonauts 2 i don't know anything about that uh one of my friends is telling me that there is a pretty solid community for it but i couldn't really say i I, i'm just not familiar with the game same with ratchet and clank again another gorgeous game i know ratchet and clank has a huge huge following as well but i've never played a ratchet and clank so i'm just like uh and then you're right resident evil village i'm just like okay you know, I don't know. I, you know it, it, it just it didn't really do it for me. I do want to give a big shout out, though, however, uh, to Tom Solta, because he is nominated for uh, Deathloop uh, for best score and music. So best of luck to Tom. We had him on uh, a couple episodes ago. But uh, yeah, this is I mean, it, it's it's. I don't know. Just looking at this list and everything that that is on there, um, it's a little, I don't know, it kind of feels a little underwhelming to me, I guess. And I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that a lot of games that were supposed to come out ended up getting pushed back, and rightfully so, and definitely for the best. And there's a lot of circumstances where it's just necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I felt overall, though, too, we also, this was a year where, we had some some big flops again. These these big IPs that just looked like they were kind of thrown together. So I, I felt like it was almost kind of also slim pickings this year for things. So I'm just like I'm mean, I'm still excited to see to see how it goes. And it's always obviously an honor to even be nominated uh, amongst that list and and to to have your work recognized. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm me personally. I'm I'm rooting for Deathloop. <laughs> I'm actually in the same boat. Deathloop, I played it when it first came out. Like that was actually one of the only reasons I was really excited for PS5 because I thought mm-hmm. it was uh I actually thought it was an exclusive to PS5, so I really wanted PS5 to play <laughs> yeah. it. And then when I realized it was available for Steam, I I downloaded it immediately. Uh nice. I no life that game for about 3 days. Um I was up for like way later than I should have been playing that. I got really invested. I'm a big fan. Uh I think the the score is great. I love mm-hmm. the personality of the characters. It's really like engaging. I feel like kind of yes. like real people, even if maybe over exaggerated people, like the mm-hmm. way they interact uh, isn't so like over the top dramatic all the time. I really right. enjoyed that and uh, highly recommend anybody play that game out of the other games on the list, though. Unfortunately, I've only actually played Resident Evil Village. My background on my computer is still Resident Evil Village, so I'm definitely torn, but I, I definitely think I'd give it to Deathloop out of the out of the two I've played. I do see my other, the game of the year I would pick actually is uh, Inscription, which is uh, nominated for best independent game. 
Oh. I played that on a whim, thinking it was just going to be some one-off, like, whatever. I liked the aesthetic of it, didn't think much of it past that. I was blown <laughs> away. Like, the whole game is just really clever and interesting, and I, if you haven't played it yet, I, you should. Interesting. I, I remember, I've heard something about that game, um, but I haven't really heard much about, like, what the actual game is and, and things like that. I've just heard good things about it. <laughs> the only thing you can sense. say about it without ruining it is it is a spooky card game. That is all you can really, it's all you can really say about it without being like, yeah, you just gave away literally all the interesting parts of the game. So right. that, that's uh, that's as vague as I can keep it while still. But I recommend it. I'll loan you my Steam account. You play it. It's great. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> I was actually so mad because I started it on a computer at work and then I didn't realize it had cloud save. It didn't have mm. cloud save enabled or whatever. Oh, no. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just mm. technically inept. I'm probably on that end. Uh, <laughs> and I come home and I try to play it and I had to uh, start over. And I was like, nope, that's not happening. So I had somebody mm. at work remote into my computer so I could do the Steam remote play. So <laughs> people, <laughs> people walking by my office were probably scared to see some of the stuff that was popping up on my screen. Just like, what is going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> the, the next day at work, Kevin, we need to talk to you. Something was happening. <laughs> There's a haunted card game on your computer. What are you doing? That is not awesome. really into the occult. We're into esports. Figure out your stuff, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was also good too to see. Uh, I saw Life is Strange, True Colors uh, was nominated for best narrative and uh, best performances. Uh, Alex uh, Erica Mori, who played Alex Chen. So we 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 had uh, Katie Benz on here uh, a few episodes ago as well. So I know they worked hard. I've I've heard and and I, I have friends that are a part of that community as well. Um, so that's another solid game. So it's good to see that uh, um, some of these other games. Uh, Twelve minutes uh, for best indie. Uh, Twelve minutes was one of my highly anticipated games. I absolutely loved that game. I played. I, I made up full. I still need to go back and do some of the other endings. Um, but I definitely. I, I at least did one of the endings, so I was happy with that. And we we went through that and figured that out. Um, but yeah, there's there's some some solid stuff. It'll just be nice uh, again to because last year's Game Awards was completely virtual. Correct. Correct. Yeah, so there is there is some there is uh, this is this is live, right? This is going to be in person. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hence why why Lucas is going. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just there knocking on the doors. Let me in. <laughs> Can somebody? Uh, uh, hello, I heard there's an award show going on. <laughs> That'll be fun. And, and, you know, there's always a different vibe and a different energy when you have a live event as opposed to sometimes what you're going to get just out of a digital event. So it'll just be fun to, to celebrate the work that we had, the the games over the past year and everything that was accomplished and the fun that we had. So I, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And it's kind of nice that this year feels pretty wide open uh it seems like in recent years like last year it was the last of us part two uh 2018 mm. it was god of war 2017 it was kind of birth of the wild like it seemed like some of these uh award categories were kind of foregone conclusions and i guess the, mm. the one nice thing about this year is i don't necessarily think that i don't know that there's a runaway game that's going to come out and dominate which is nice because then maybe you can spread uh the recognition among a lot of deserving titles 
Right. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Moving moving on, though. We're th- and that's that's coming up uh, December 9th. I believe you'll be able to see that online. I'm sure they're going to be streaming it everywhere uh, or, you know, with it being a live event, maybe you're in the city and you're able to. Uh, I don't know how that works, if it's invite only or if, like the general public. I don't think the general public. Probably. No, I think this year it was invite just because of uh, still because of some covid restrictions. Right, right. But uh, it's exciting times regardless. It's always a great time to celebrate. Uh, Switching gears, though, we got some news from Marvel's Avengers. We got our latest drop, which was a planned drop. A little underwhelming, though, we would say. You've got one of the biggest freaking superheroes in the series in Spider-Man. It, it is coming. It is here. We've gotten to see some some gameplay and, and what it looks like. And, and he looks dope. I mean, Spider-Man is always going to... Spider-Man in video games is always going to be a fun character to play. Uh, the disappointing part about this, though, is that there is no story that's accompanying uh, him being added into, into the game, which just seems really weird we've got the movie coming up we've got uh every other drop so far has had some semblance of a story or a little bit a little addition to the story as they're introducing that character so this just seems like it's just straight up uh throwing the character into the game you're able to play with them but it's the same things that we'll be playing with. And we recently had the War for Wakanda update, that big update. But, I mean, still, it, it seems under underwhelming. What are, what are your thoughts, Lucas? How that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> it's super disappointing to me. Look, look, this... I, I don't think that, that we've tried to hide this. This is a game that, like, I think... Uh, I've been rooting for like a game that I was keep hoping will will kind of turn that corner. And Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters, just like of all time. Like I've always loved him, always thought he was very relatable, loved the cartoons, you know, loved the movies. Uh, obviously what recently uh, Sony's been able to do with with the uh, PlayStation solo Spider-Man games has been awesome. And to not mm-hmm. have any story missions in here, I think it's just such a swing and a miss. Such a swing and a miss. There's a little bit of background through audio logs and these illustrated cutscenes, but it's not... It, I, there should have been a story arc. There should have been like like a, a legitimate story arc. This is Spider Man. Like like this is mm-hmm. one of the biggest characters out there. Like non comic fans know who Spider Man is. You know he he predated you know the MCU. You know before the MCU started, people still knew who Spider Man was. Like I. I I just don't understand this decision. I think that it's a huge missed opportunity. Uh, if nothing else, you know, to build on any momentum that they had from War for Wakanda, they could have kept going with a compelling Spider-Man campaign. And uh, I just think it's a miss. I think it's a huge miss on their part. Yeah. Kevin, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know if you've played this game at all. I mean, is this a sign that they're just done after this because I'm waiting for the content that they already had planned. And it seems like they're just kind of, you know, hard sticking to that uh, to that uh, kind of timeline. And then I don't know that they continue supporting or move forward with the game. What are your thoughts? Well, I'll be transparent. I haven't actually played this title. I remember when it first mm-hmm. launched, there was some kind of mixed reviews on kind of how it 
was received. There is some frame rate issues. I remember watching some people playing it on Twitch, if I, if I recall correctly. I saw the kind of the news about it, and to me, it makes me wonder if they just rushed it out, like uh, to match with the movie coming out soon. Uh, they just wanted to get the character out there and in the hands of the public to help market for the movie or what. That that's the only thing to me that makes sense on why they would forego kind of having a story DLC, especially if they've already done such story DLCs in the past. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that implies if if that's true. I think that actually implies that this isn't the last one and they're not done with it. It just seems like this was probably a rushed project. If they if if I'm wrong, then it, it, it may actually be the end of kind of like that that cycle if if it didn't perform as well as they had thought in the past. Yeah, it, it'll be I'm, I'm curious to see moving forward. I, I, I mean, the biggest thing to me, I guess, too, is just I mean, Marvel is huge, huge IP. I, I just don't understand. Um, I just don't understand why there's so many misses with this game. Like, I wish they would. I wish this game was built more closer along the lines of what they did with guardians of the galaxy and how it was just, it was a game. It was a story. It was fun characters. I understand that want to have this multiplayer experience and how it's in a lot of games, but this just does not seem to be able to, to hit the mark, I guess. And for me, and I'm, this very much is along the lines. I, I love looter shooters. I am all about them. And this seems like it kind of wanted to be that, but also, uh, and, uh, I, I don't know. I guess that's the, that's the hard thing is like, <laughs> I don't know what it wanted to be. And, and I feel like it translates into the game, especially when you play it. And just when you got to, I mean, I can't even get to, I haven't even gotten to necessarily what end game is um, because I, the, the, there's not enough to do in there to where it doesn't feel like you're just doing the same thing over and over again, just to grind your level and, and get to do this other crazy thing that, that is a part of it. That is just the same thing just with more people or whatever. Um, yeah, this is, it's for me, it's a little disappointing, um, not only in how they treated, I guess, Spider-Man, how do you, how are you not going to have any kind of story for him? Come on, man. That is disappointing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad when you see Guardians of the Galaxy and like, like I said before, like you see the solo Spider-Man games, you see how great these narrative based Marvel games can be. And you, you just look at Avengers like, man, what could have been like, what could have been? I wish they could just Mm. do like a hard reset and just give us that narrative focused Avengers game. That could be, could be great. I agree. Uh, well, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if they, they do end up uh, having more content um, for it. But let's take a quick commercial break. Coming back, talking with Kevin, seeing what's been going on over there. We'll be right back, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now comes the fun part of the interview. And Kevin, the last time we talked, you were working with your tight-knit group, 
in that very room, <laughs> having to adjust to the pandemic on the fly. So obviously things have changed uh, and the arena is back to hosting some amazing events in person. Uh, like I said, I was just at the, the UNO championships a couple weeks ago. So what, what happened with that experience? What did you guys learn and how, what do you take away now, now that things are kind of getting a little more back to normal? Oh, I mean, like, I think we've learned uh, so much. So, uh, I mean, just a quick overview of like, kind of like what ended up happening when we, when the pandemic first kind of started, we kind of had to reduce our crew immensely. Uh, we were trying to operate out of the arena in a very small capacity with only like a five man crew. Cause that was all that they would allow inside the building at one given time. And they were mm -hmm. like, no, it's gotta go. So uh, it's kind of like a last ditch effort. We moved all the computers, like 12 of them, our switcher, audio board, replay, everything, cameras, all into my living room to make things kind of happen. We were there for about two months before, two and a half months, I think, actually, before we were able to kind of go back into the arena. But we learned so much about how to like produce content on a smaller scale, how to engage with different communities. We hadn't done a lot of online tournaments prior to that, especially in a community sense. So since then, we've grown our Discord pretty uh, massively, and we've now got a lot more experience in how to run those kinds of broadcasts on both uh, large and smaller scales. But it was it was an awesome experience. Like, obviously, I'm stoked to be back in the arena. Uh, it's such a cool environment, and it allows us to get back into the meat of like LAN experiences, which is what I'm most excited about. I love interacting with the players and the people who attend our events. I'm a fanboy for everybody who walks through our <laughs> our doors for our tournaments. <laughs> Probably annoyingly so. <laughs> Gotta respect it. What, so what would you say then has been some of the biggest changes that you felt since pre-pandemic to now with people, uh, with things opening back up and, and you guys allowing and, and kind of getting back to normal operations? Yeah, so, I mean... We've been open, I want to say, since August of last year. Uh, so okay. we've been kind of like moving through it, but on like such a small scale, like with uh, limited capacity, uh, what is available to kind of uh, come in. It was it was tough for a while, right? We're running tournaments for like 10 people. Um, and mm -hmm. that doesn't feel so great, but it also showed that those 10 people really needed to experience something. Uh we're kind of now we're getting back to where we're getting tournaments where we have 90 uh, plus people. We actually uh, ran an event in October called Edgeguard. It was uh, my baby. It was a two day smash regional. Uh, we had players fly out from all over the country. We had like top players in Super Smash Brothers like Goblin and Louis uh, Money, uh, Charlie the King, uh, and then our local players as well. We had up to 170 people like in attendance total. Like it was a really awesome event. So we've definitely seen a lot of change in like the mentality and we're just happy that we can provide a safe and fun experience kind of coming into our arena. And we're always looking to add more games, more opportunities to, to new, new stuff. I know obviously during the pandemic, uh, especially early on, there was so much uncertainty just, just in, in all aspects of life. When when you get back to hosting events, you know, and you see at Edgeguard seeing 170 people uh, in total kind of attend, what's that feeling like to know that that you know things are back to that where before you know there there was a stretch of time where I don't know if any of us knew when or even if things would get back to that level of normality. 
Yeah, it, it was it was interesting. It was uh, and it, it was definitely scary for a little while. And there's still people who are playing it safer, and rightfully so. If you don't feel comfortable, you absolutely shouldn't. And if you're not feeling uh, healthy, you shouldn't be coming out to anything. But uh, it's been great to see uh, all the players back, and honestly. It's been a huge relief because I I'm a big proponent of like land tournaments. That's what I'm most excited for. Online tournaments are cool, but there's nothing better than seeing people duke it out head to head uh, in front of you. And I think uh, that kind of environment is so awesome. And I was definitely afraid it wouldn't come back in the same way. But we're seeing more and more interest uh, starting in January. We're actually looking to try to come back to seven days a week. Uh, nice. uh, community events, trying to get more people out. Communities that we haven't really reached out to before. Some casual market uh, like games, but also just like some hardcore competitive stuff too. I remember when we we talked last year. You know, we were talking about how uh, having to put a focus on some online events. If that had changed, how you you guys would approach um, the total package of events you'd be offering with the benefit of time. Uh, has this experience kind of altered uh, more on, on how you guys look to offer events, what kinds of events uh, or, or maybe even the mix of events that, that you guys offer to players? Yeah, definitely. We've, we've been experimenting with a lot of different types of events. Uh, I, I like to tier our events in kind of like three different ways. We have, at least currently, we have uh, shows, which are like our Saturday Night Speedway. We kind of like lean into the aspect of it that it's it's a show, it's a party. We're having a good time. The gameplay is obviously important. We want to make sure that everything is like is is fully regulated and properly managed. But when we get to like the nitty gritty of it, it's supposed to be for fun. It's all there for fun, not necessarily as a high tier competition. Uh, but then when we go to like our knockdown tournaments, uh, I, I categorize that more as like uh, as a tournament. Like it's hardcore, it's competitive. When we bring Siege in, there's no music playing in the venue. Like we, right? We're not gonna play uh, "I'm Blue" uh, by Eiffel 65 <laughs> when you're trying to when you're trying to find out where the shots are coming from. That's just gonna piss you off. And then we have our community events. So things that we're kind of like leaning into more so uh, we want to like just gauge the community. I was a big uh, proponent before I started working for the arena and before uh, all this blizzard shenanigans that's going on in the world. Um, I was a big Heroes of the Storm fan. Like I was a part of our like local scene here in Vegas. And there was like 20 of us that were pretty diehard, like running tournaments all the time. Uh, and like, that's the kind of people that I, I want to bring more into our venue is the people who are just passionate about what games they play and want to create something bigger and something better for not only themselves, but everyone else. Like, I just think, I just think that's, what's cool. So we're, we're kind of like leaning into like some, uh, smaller communities with probably a more diehard fan base and see kind of like what we can do to make their experiences better here. Um. But even outside of that, we we're doing our like cosplay nights uh, once a month. It's kind of like just a big kind of party, hangout, play free gameplay and stuff like that. So we're, we're always trying something a little new. Yeah, I, I wanted to know as far as like this coming up year and next year, do you plan on expanding uh, not only locally, but with bigger organizations? I know that you guys work with uh, the Broadcaster Academy and and have events like that. What do you guys have planned for, uh, uh, you know, coming up in the near future? Yeah, so uh, we have a couple things coming up. Like we're going to continue to do things with Broadcast Her. We actually, I believe, have an event with them on next month uh i believe 
it's not on my calendar anymore. So maybe it's been re, 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 uh, <laughs> relocated. But last time I heard it was going to be on the first. But um, so we still do stuff with Broadcast Her. We're currently working on projects with a company called Trovo. It's a streaming platform. Oh, similar, yeah. uh, similar to Twitch, we actually are uh, going to be broadcasting uh, their Trovo Titans finale on the 11th uh, on Trovo.live. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Uh, it's a lot of tournaments. We're going to be running uh six tournaments in a day uh wow it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot uh and that's just stuff that's online that's not counting uh that we're still doing rocket league in the arena on that day <laughs> oh, so, so it's uh it, it's been a hectic uh couple weeks and uh we're just pushing through but yeah we, we've always got kind of stuff uh coming up and different partners and things that we're working with definitely going to be having some coming into the new year as well when you reach out to some of the different gaming communities out there, what what has some of the feedback been? I, I know that, at least in my circle, circle of friends here, we've been dying to have those kind of social experiences that we've been lacking this past year. Um, like, I know for me personally, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to go to, like, any convention, like, any convention at all that I can fit into, like, <laughs> yeah. my general interest areas. So when, when you were talking to the gaming communities, what kind of support and feedback were you getting through the midst of, of the past year? And how much has it meant to you to see the support that's there and, and the people that are were ready and willing to come back uh, as soon as they felt safe and, and ready to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been crazy and like, there's been a lot of support from a lot of the different communities and I'd be disingenuous to say we've done our best job putting our foot forward for all communities. We're still working on that. We're still trying to build out a team to focus on this kind of stuff. Uh, our biggest effort was definitely our knockdown, which is our Friday night, like, Friday night fights kind of like idea uh-huh. we're basically we have smash guilty gear and Tekken. um we're looking to add more games to those in the uh in the future but w- that was one of our big focuses on my team was kind of building up that new tournament making sure that it was like perfect for wh- how the community wanted and we've had some great feedback i don't know if you follow uh, <laughs> smash twitter but uh, we've got a pretty good relationship with them. We see a lot of love from them. Uh, I've made their smash tier lists, uh, cause I'm, uh, apparently awesome. So uh, they, they're always a little too nice to me. They always put me in like the wrong tier. I'm like, no, 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 bring that down. Like, you guys give me way too much credit. You guys, but no, I, I love our scenes out here. It's, it's honestly so much fun to see them enjoy themselves. I, made a really sappy tweet the other day, basically saying how like important they are to like what I do and what we do at the arena. It's, it's and and like, I totally mean it. Like these players are awesome. The energy they bring and the passion they bring for the games is what like fuels like what I want to do. And I just want to get in touch with more of those kinds of people. And that's what we're kind of planning on doing in the upcoming years. Find out which communities really are passionate and how we can, help facilitate better events for them and kind of put it in a place where it's like it's it's mutually beneficial like are they having a good time are we bringing their level of quality up um we we recently did uh a cowboy bebop intro using our smash players as an example and we want to create more content (laughs) like that and it was awesome it's so cool they made it and i was blown away how so cool it is like we want to do more stuff like that. We want to bring our community up 
and up. We want to keep bringing uh, really good content uh, and make them the focal point of it. Like they're the stars. They're the ones that come in every day and show us their their skills. We should make sure that they know that they're important. So I want to do that for all of our communities, not just Smash. It's just admittedly right now, the buck stopped at Smash right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, and, and it's great, too, to see that the local community, you know, rallying behind um these businesses and, and these game companies um it's, it's huge especially with everything that everybody's gone through so seeing things kind of getting back and, and people getting more comfortable with going to events i'm excited i haven't been out there since right before we went in, into the pandemic when i got mopped up uh onto mario kart out there uh <laughs> Our players just are cracked. Let, They're crazy. You know, all, I, all I could think was, like, just don't let the little kid beat me. He beat me. He nope, beat me. Be you. He will. I bet I can name who it is. I bet I know. I bet it was Sneaks. This kid is crazy. You have a chance, though. You moved to Florida. So you're good. Hey, <laughs> I, gotta I can't find say a moral chance. man won't take you out. So. Right? Yeah. Uh, but it, it is awesome uh, to, to see things and, and everything. And I'm excited to see what you guys have planned, especially at as conventions start coming back too, you know that people are going to want to be getting out there uh, to the arena and and just hosting events and stuff like that. So we're really excited to see what you guys have planned. Um, again, Kevin, thank you so much for for being on. We appreciate you guys you, you, you coming back. We're close to our hundredth episode, so so we're glad to, to have you back before we hit that as well. Again, lay it on us. Where can we find out more information? on the HyperX Esports Arena. Let's go. We got it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, you can find us at our website, HyperX Esports <laughs> Arena, LasVegas.com. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, which is the funniest place you can follow us. Uh, that's that's my favorite medium. Uh, at HyperX E-A-L-V. Uh, and we also have our Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, there's that Cowboy Bebop video. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, hey, we got a like. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where uh, you can find us. Uh, and uh, if you uh, also want, we also have the Allied Esports Discord. Uh, if you want to go ahead and join us, we're going to be doing uh, breaking news here. We're revamping the entire Discord. We just felt like hey. it wasn't very efficient before. So we're going to be revamping it, going to be making it way more engaging, way more uh, opportunities to join new events. And that's what we're going to that's where we're going to do it. And you can join the Allied Sports Discord on our website or on Twitter. Uh, and I highly recommend joining there and you can bug me. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the top of the list. You could just ping me. I'll try to answer you, I guess. <laughs> Look at this. There it is. You heard it here first. Kevin, again, thank you so much for taking the time and being on. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right, Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, it's getting closer and closer to them awards. Yeah. Them awards. Yeah. Uh, football, eating, and Pokemon. That That is the weekend in, my nut, in a nutshell. Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend here in the U.S., so uh, yep. nice and relaxing, hopefully. I'm taking a long weekend, uh, which... 
was perfect timing because because like I said, Pokemon's calling, and I am so ready for it. Uh, I don't think my girlfriend knows this yet, but we're getting both versions because uh, <laughs> breaking <laughs> we news. Just need it. We need it. <laughs> also, before before we go, I should mention Ryan. You and I are co-hosting a session on Bright on Tuesday, yes. December seventh at five p.m. Pacific time. Uh, follow our our socials. Uh, for a little more information on that coming soon if it's not already out by the time you guys are listening to this but that's going to be fun ryan i'm excited to do this with you same i i am thank you again for uh uh bringing me on i'm i'm excited to sit down and jibber jab with people and and talking about stuff so make sure yeah if you if you haven't check out those socials and and get in on that session we'll be uh talking it's a lot of fun i've been to uh, uh both the other two that lucas has done and they've been awesome so it's nice a nice way to meet other other people in the community and people that are like-minded and and are have the same interests as you if podcasting and stuff is is what you're interested in so check that out but uh as far as myself though i i'm i'm gonna try to grind out and finish death loop I'm, I'm pushing it hard and then i have in sound mind that i need to finish as well i have not surprisingly played any destiny here within the last two weeks i should be getting back on though the 30th anniversary is going to be dropping here uh in the next i want to say couple of weeks so I'm I am planned out and that'll be the kickoff that then runs into the Witch Queen next year. So I you know I'll be I'll be getting it in. We'll be getting it in and doing the stuff. We hope you guys get it in. Thank you guys so much for checking us out and listening to this week's episode. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan or at Smitty2447, or check out our YouTube channel. We should have that posted or linked somewhere as well. I we are slowly getting these the full episodes up and and we'll be going back and getting the older episodes up as well. Episode hundred is coming soon too so stay tuned we might have some goodies for that regardless we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and you already know what it is as the sun blinds me we love your faces <laughs> <laughs>